I want to tell you today about the most interesting job interview question I've ever been asked. It took my breath away. It was so good. I don't think I really realized how powerful it was until years later, but I'm going to share it with you now. This is Zia Hassan, and you are listening to Gently Down the Stream, a personal development podcast. If you want to transform your life, be a more engaged parent, a more present spouse, if you are stuck in your career or in any part of your life, this show will teach you powerful ideas, habits, and skills so that you can focus on what's most important to you. The interviewer asked me, how are you with feedback? How are you with feedback? I've never been asked that question before in a job interview. And I would imagine that it's not the least popular question ever. You know, I just, I had just never been asked that question before by anybody. So I gave some answer, like, I think I'm okay with feedback. And my brain kind of flashed back to my boss in college. In college, I was a resident assistant. I was kind of like a head resident assistant. And my boss was one of the best bosses that I've ever had. And I, she was my boss for two years. And I learned so much from her. And it would take an entire podcast to go through the lessons I learned from her. But one of the things that she taught me about management um, and about receiving and giving feedback is we, we had to do every few months some kind of evaluation where we'd go into her office and she would tell us, uh, you know, give us a, a score on a rubric and tell us how we were doing and give us feedback. And I remember that I was really nervous for those times. And the first time we did it, she said, look, if what I have to tell you is a surprise to you, then I haven't really been doing my job. I thought that was really fascinating. First of all, for a leader, for a manager, a supervisor like that to take responsibility and say that, you know, you should know, you should have some idea about what you're going to hear on this official evaluation. Because if I do my job right, I'll be shaping you. I'll be giving you feedback along the way. There is a thing that you do in elementary school. You probably did this. You definitely did this in elementary school, where I'm sure you remember like a lot of the tests and the papers and the quizzes and the projects. But there were all these other like worksheets and sort of in-between activities and that seem kind of like pointless. But when you think back on it, those were the things that were actually building your skills. Those bigger tests, quizzes, and papers are just evaluating uh, those skills. But that that other work was was known as formative assessment, formative work. And it's building your skills as you go. And what a lot of teachers, good teachers, will do is they'll look at that formative stuff and not necessarily grade it, but just get an idea of where their students are so they can give them feedback as they go. So by the time they get to the test, that's not the first feedback they've received since the last test. And so my boss in college, her method was a little bit like that. Her idea was if I give you feedback as we go, this sort of formative assessment, then by the time we get to your formal evaluation, nothing will surprise you. Not only that, but I, I will also be more receptive to that feedback. And there will be this shared understanding that humans make mistakes, that everybody makes mistakes. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And she did this, by the way, 
uh, through many check-ins, essentially. We would have these very quick check-ins, like three, four, or five minutes, where she would let me know some piece of feedback, whether it was something constructive or something that she really liked seeing, and then I would go off. And all of these accumulated to essentially what our conversation ended up being in that formal evaluation. Magic. So anyway, I, I answered this question on my job interview, and then I went out into the world of teaching and just was terrible at it. <laughs> I was so bad at it when I first started. I, I had no idea. I had no idea. We were given a training, and it was really fun, but it was not enough to really prepare me. It was like three weeks long. It was really fun, and, and I, I made a lot of good friends, but when we actually got to the classroom, it was a completely different story. And I met my mentor, uh, the person who was going to be giving me the most feedback. She would come in, she'd observe like three to four lessons a week, and she would give me feedback, written feedback. I remember the way that the paper looked, the, the way that her handwriting was. She had beautiful cursive handwriting. And how the first time I taught a lesson, I received probably four lined pieces of paper front and back with her feedback. I felt terrible. I felt, I mean, I, I thought I had done not so great on my first observed lesson, but I didn't think I did that badly. I mean, it was brutal. I felt like I, I felt like I didn't belong in the profession. And throughout that year, many other people gave me advice, gave me feedback. And I found out that I was not so good at receiving it. <laughs> I found out that actually I'm not good with feedback, or at least I wasn't. I'm still not perfect with feedback. I just feel like I've learned a lot. And, and these are some of the things that I learned. One is that the people that I trusted most, like this woman who I mentioned earlier who would write the handwritten feedback, my mentor, she developed a great rapport with me before she did this observation. We spent a few weeks getting to know each other. She made me feel like she understood my strengths and my challenges. And so by the time the feedback came out, I was ready to hear it. I was ready to take it. I was ready to act on it and try and be better the next day. That's what you want if you're someone giving feedback. You don't want to be in the position of being not trusted by the person that you're giving feedback to and then find that they're resistant to listen to you because they don't trust you right? The same feedback coming from different people can feel different depending on the level of trust between person receiving feedback and the giver of feedback. So if you're someone that gives feedback, and that kind of is probably all of us, we all give feedback to somebody, even if it's not in a work environment. And I think the key is, do you have an established trust with that person before you're giving feedback? That's not to say you shouldn't give feedback. If you don't have it, you may have to. But they might be more open to growth if they're in a trusting environment, if they know that the person giving them that feedback is on the same team as them, is on their side, and really, really, really wants to see them succeed. Now, as for how to receive feedback, there is no one way, of course. Everybody receives and processes feedback in their own way. But here's one mechanism that I learned really works for me. I take people's 
feedback. I take them almost like they're tiny little slips of paper. And on each paper, there's a little piece of feedback written there, a little piece about uh, my job and uh, whether or not I met expectations. And if so, how or how didn't I meet the expectations on little slips of paper coming in, right? Someone gives me a bulleted list of like 10 things. That's 10 little slips of paper. And this could also apply, by the way, to feedback I receive from friends and family as well. They all come in on these little slips of paper. And I look at the feedback. And before I even look at the feedback, I get straight on my values. What do I believe about myself? What do I know that I'm good at? And when I look back, say, on uh, being observed, teaching a lesson, as a teacher, you all know if, you're, if you've taught that you are ripped to shreds, you are analyzed from almost every angle, how you walk, how you talk, how you interact, your content knowledge, your classroom management when you're managing 30 kids. But if you can see your own faults, your own areas of growth, and if you know the things you do well, then here's what you can do when you receive feedback. You can look at it, and whether it's Good feedback, bad feedback, neutral feedback. Ask yourself, are you agreeing with the person because you know it's true? Or is it that you disagree and that makes you hurt and angry? That this person has judged you in a way that is not accurate. Well, here's what I do. When I have the second type of feedback, the one that just I know is actually not relevant for whatever reason, I throw it out. I throw it in the trash. I just don't even think of it as applying to me at all. The trick to this, of course, is you might trick yourself into thinking that something is trash when actually you need to keep it. But I don't really know what to do about that either. I don't think anyone's feedback or perspective on someone else's performance is always 100% accurate. But it's probably not 100% inaccurate either. So that's good to remember. So the other thing you can do if you if, if it's something that you agree with, is you can figure out what action item should come from it. And it should probably be some small type of action that comes of it. I uh, had a hard time with the kids' names on the first week of school. And the feedback that I got was, you need to use their names more. So I knew I couldn't memorize every name overnight. So I just committed to memorizing three names the next day and using them as much as I could. So it was an action-based thing that allowed me to act on the feedback that I was given. It also happened to be feedback that I agreed with. I think it's really important to use people's names. Now, another tip for those who give feedback is to think about giving feedback that is not necessarily, uh, doesn't necessarily match up to a rubric score. That is to say, it's the type of feedback that is, that is more descriptive in nature that describes what someone did more objectively to, so that they can see themselves in a mirror. Because often when you see yourself in a mirror, certain things stick out to you that you may want to do better or even notice things that you did well. It's almost like seeing a video recording of yourself, but it's even more fascinating when you're reading someone else's narration of what you did. When I was a teacher, I used to narrate in the classroom a lot. I used to say, oh, so-and-so is bringing trash to the trash can. And, oh, this person has put all their things away. And this person's ready to go to the bus. None of these things were actually praise or criticism. They were just observations about what was happening in the room. And the students that I worked with kind of had this little mirror of what was happening, this little narration of what was happening. 
that's useful feedback too. It's not always about what you're doing right or doing wrong. It could be about what you're doing, just what you're doing. Because oftentimes people don't think about what they're doing, so that can help. I think the thread that ties all of this together is that every person deserves good feedback about their job performance or about anything really. And ideally, every person deserves to know themselves well enough to be able to evaluate themselves. And finally, every person deserves feedback from someone that they trust. Hey there, thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. This is Zia Hassan, and this is my weekly podcast, Gently Down the Stream. If you don't know me, I am an educator, a trainer, and a coach. And this podcast and my coaching practice are for people who want to change their lives. This podcast is meant for teaching and for learning and for inspiration. But if you want to spend some time with me and focus on you and the wisdom that you have, you can book a coaching session with me at ziahassan.coach. And together we can figure out what your core values are, which is something that most people have not considered, have not actually dug into. Most people don't know what their core values are, or if they think they know them, they are sometimes wrong. We can navigate a dilemma in your life and figure out the next best step for you to take. And through small changes, you can have a big transformation. My podcast is all about what I value and stand for. But when you coach with me, we figure out what you value, what you stand for, what you believe, and what actions are necessary for you to take to live a life that is meaningful to you, to connect to the things that you want to connect with and say no to everything else. So if you're interested in booking a session with me, check out ziahassan.coach, and I will see you next Tuesday.